Hello, this is Lisa Russick and Misty Lure with the podcast, We're All Psychic. And I am going to do something I haven't done before. Never. This is a video podcast on Spotify. And the only reason she I remember to tell you that is because our guest has the most badass glasses on ever. She does. So uh, our guest is named Karen. Karen, would you like to say hello? Hi, everybody. I'm so excited to be here. And it's saying great hi back. to meet you both. I can hear. Oh, can we hear. love her already. Oh yeah, we, we <laughs> sat and talked to her, and, talk, and then we talked with the recording running. And uh, but we have a question for you. Do you think we're all psychic? Indeed, I do. And Ooh. how did you get to? Indeed, I do think we're all psychic. I believe that everyone is born psychic. I believe that it is a just our gut in for gut ending the way feel things that following the vagus nerve, if we get sciency that triggers from the gut to the brain and tells us that something is up or we're connecting with someone psychically. And what I think happens is that in our childhood, people who have let go of their psychic abilities in their adulthood, close it down. Mm -hmm. They tell kids, you know, don't do that or don't say that or don't be like that or give them the kind of the look and think it's imagination and, you know, don't encourage it, you know. Yeah. Instead of encouraging it. Exactly. Because truly, I think that our psychic abilities like they help us. They exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Survive for one thing is like instinct. Everyone knows what instinct is. Survival instinct. What is that? Is a psychic sense. Exactly. Yeah. So animals, they have the same yeah. thing. Yep. You know, and we survive in the wilderness. Yep. You're exactly right. If we called it instinct and not psychic. Yeah. I, if it would be more well received. Perhaps. Uh, perhaps. I We've really, been trying to, I've been trying to compile words for this whole podcast for like four, three or four years now. We just can't get all the words we need. But, uh, you know, slowly we're, we're picking, you know, some clients or some not clients, some guests will come up with words. Misty comes up with words a lot. No, yeah, she's good. No, at no. <laughs> no, no. Yeah. When you know something you need know, psychically no. and you just know it, it's no, no. Yep. You know, no. You <laughs> Do know, you have no. any terms like that that you use by any chance? Oh, well, let me think if I have any Karenisms. I think I keep <laughs> it off the top of my head. I can't even think of one because I'll say things and people will just laugh like they've heard it it'll I, happen I, in the podcast it probably yeah i'm making a prediction it okay, will right. yes. <laughs> be, open. be ready so were you always around the, the this when you grew up were, were you exposed to it early or did you develop it or were you a, a listener she's a psychic I I was a no-no person (laughs) when I was a kid and I would say things or know things and um, I was in the Midwest and it was in uh, it was in a city but it wasn't really well received yeah and so how did you feel when you were young and that was happening how did it feel do you remember I had a lot of reaction physically to it. When it first started, I was, it was normal to me until everybody told me it was not normal. So then I started into things like, um, I went through a phase where I had nightmares, like horrible, horrible nightmares. I did too. Right. Me too. Yeah. Yeah. Trying to shut it down. And I finally, I had a conversation with, with them, with, with this 
guides now I know guides, yeah. and said, I need some help here. And so they said, here's the deal because I would wake up and just be paralyzed. I used to have that happen too. Like you literally did. physically paralyzed. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. yeah exactly. Sleep yeah. paralysis. Yeah. I think it's normal. I really do. Whenever I talk to people about it a little bit more about their experience with it. So finally I just said to my guides, I need you to give me a clue that it's going to get scary. I like, I need to be able to wake myself <laughs> up. up. Yeah. <laughs> it's really the first time that I learned I could have a conversation with them and that they would help me because they told me you're going to get the sign. And I, that night I went to sleep and this really high pitched voice came in from someone in my dream that was very abnormal. And I woke myself up. So I just learned that was how, that was what to do. Right. Really cool. Yeah. After that, I ended up, uh, my parents decided that uh, I started getting migraines. Uh And after that, because then I was, you know, I just kept shutting them down at every angle that they were coming in. So then I got migraines. So after every test, only to be told that was all in my head. That's where it is. So tell me what to do about it. (laughs) (laughs) So they sent me to go see a self-hypnotist. Hmm. And okay. I know that's worked for some people. For I know a friend who quit smoking that way. She taught she really? herself. Yeah. I've, I've never met anybody who's done it. I would say that for me it worked, but in a weird way. He so? basically taught me to say, uh, I mean, like I was probably six or seven when this happened. Positive thinking brings me the results I want. At six? Wow. Yeah, can you imagine? That information uh, at six. That's great information in, at six. Yeah, first or second grade I was in. So I, so I was like, okay, so whenever I would start hearing the voices, then I think my headache was going to start because I... I associated that because everybody kept telling me it was, it wasn't good. It was bad. Right, right, right. So I would, I started doing that, but in reality, what happened was that I started meditating. Okay. Okay. So everything worked out like it was perfect. It set me on a great path. So then I would meditate, talk to whoever, get my messages, learn my stuff. And then I would just, you know, eventually I just got to where all I was doing was just meditating. I say just meditating, but eventually everything kind of quieted and I really wasn't using my psychic abilities at all. And then I moved I moved to Houston and I was uh, like nine, 19, I guess. And a, this girl I had just met, she says, want to go see a psychic with us this weekend? I said, what is a psychic? Oh, you didn't know what a psychic was at that time? Wow. It's all about the words. Yeah. 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 Well, we're going to pay this lady and she's going to tell us stuff that she just knows. I was like, we're going to pay her? <laughs> I can do this. Shouldn't she just tell us that? Yeah. <laughs> She's a nice lady. So, yeah, we went to go see her and it was almost like a movie. She was, her name was Sylvia and she was from the UK and she had all this big red hair and she wore this oh, black velvet dress and she had a crystal ball on this table with this big purple a velvet uh, flowing thing that went over it. 
It was, Love it. I was in awe of her. I was like, I, I want to be you. Yeah, I know. Right. All that <laughs> stuff is so cool. <laughs> so that was really whenever I started to reopen to everything. Did she like, open it up? Did she tell you? Like, did she say, oh, hey, she, do you know you're psychic? <laughs> one of the first things she said to me was, why are you, why are you here? I was like, oh, to, to hear from you, to see what this is all about. She's like, honey, you can do this. You should be doing this. You know, this is your path. This is where you're going to go. This is what you're going to do. Wow. How did that make you feel when she said that? Or did it like go like a light bulb or were you kind of, hmm, oh, about it? it made perfect sense. Yeah. Yeah. It really did. I still needed to pay my bills. So I stayed in corporate America until I was probably 55. And then you really, really, you spent that. Well, that's great because, you know, you then you have the life experience to add to your psychic information and insights. So you're more of a medium, it sounds like. Is that right? I'm psychic. I'm I'm as I am. This is what I I think that if you that everyone is psychic. Everyone. Right. Well, I would say, like, what's your specialty? You know, everyone. And then I, of, yeah. And then yeah. I think that people, some people are mediums. So I think all mediums are also psychic, but I don't think all psychics are mediums. Yes. So for me, the mediumship conversation started growing after I really opened up my psychic abilities. Because as a kid, although I was talking to my guides, it really was not in a mediumship sense. So I was, it was more. Uh, it was just what you did. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Yeah. It's exactly. kind of hard to explain when you're a little kid, it's just there and it happens and you talk to them. Yeah. Yeah. It, yeah. yeah. I, I, I work, I'm a me- psychic medium as well. I love mediumship, but, uh, um, for me, when I was a child, it was always my toys. They talked back, they had personalities, they uh, had storylines and soap opera storylines, like, especially my glass animals. I probably had about 200 little, those little Hallmark glass animals, you know, that you oh, yeah. paper in the eighties. They still have them, I think. Yeah. But I had tons of those and they, they broke all the time, but they had like, I had names, personalities and story. And they went on for like five years, you know, and from oh. like, you know, when I was four till I was, you know, got made fun of <laughs> still playing with my glass animals. Yes. Yeah. That was me with my Barbies. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was Your over. Barbies had personalities and stuff. Yes, girl. Yeah, they did. Yeah. yeah. But again. Yeah. It's so weird that the how like even for me, like a like a, a knot on a tree would have a face or like the pavement might have a bunch of little faces all over it. The grass might have, you know, you know it's not just clouds, you know, but I would see faces in everything growing up, you know, yeah. but I never I never really thought of it as con- connecting with spirits, but I just faces, you know? Yeah. And I felt like that's they had character, so, you know, that's so creative. Like I don't, I still don't think that way. I think very linearly so that I'm even in the space is, is sort of weird. So <laughs> I, like, I do not see faces in clouds. I don't see all <laughs> that whole creative thing. Uh, like I wear black and white. That's it. That's my whole creative. Oh, those glasses, though. You can't yeah, say that anymore. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, Karen, um, I was going to ask you, like, what was I'm really curious about how you work, because um, like, do you do cards? Like if you were to give someone a reading, how do you go about it? Like, what, what's your technique? So I do. I could tell you that I don't really use cards and I could show you my piles of cards because I'm really, I'm really (laughs) intrigued by Oracle 
cards. I'm can't, yes. I can't do the tarot. Um, I've just never really, it's never really connected to me. So if I'm doing a psychic reading, I, the way that I think through things is that it's a question about the here and now. So I just say, hi, it's, it's nice to see you and explain sort of what a psychic reading is. And then I say, I just need you to acknowledge yes or no until I get to asking you questions. And then I just start in my mind going through what I call like my main topics. So I'll just reach out into the space to see, do they need to talk about finance? Do they need to talk about careers? Do they need to talk about relationships? Um, you know, do I feel a move? Do I feel some significant transition? That's really cool. So you kind of ask yourself questions. Do you have a yes or no feeling? Is that uh-huh. how that works? So do I. That's yeah, yeah. so weird too. It's hard to explain. That's mm-hmm. why I get the no-nos. Yeah. <laughs> how do you feel it? Yes. And, and then like, I'll, I'll just hear it like in my head do you feel it like here because I get I would feel a yes like right through here like through my core and in my heart my solar plexus and heart if I were to ask a guide and I just wanted a yes or no I'll get a yes feeling or a no feeling like for me it goes up and down it just goes in my head it just pops in there it does in your head you just know yeah you You just know a yes or a no yeah how about you, Karen? Yeah, how about if I'm you? a no, I get nothing. I feel nothing. If it's a yes, you know, if ooh, I can almost feel it just thinking about it. It's <laughs> just like electricity kind of. When I, when I do mediumship, I feel the spirit really like a lot. So I'm known for like, I'm talking to you. <laughs> doing this because they're nudging me to say yes well I get the lighter version of that in psychics so I can feel like if I say you know okay it's is she getting ready to move well if if I don't feel that then what I'll do is I'll say on the significant things so let's just say I'm reading you and I say um, are you getting ready to move? And I feel nothing. Then I would just say, so one of the things that I ask is, are you getting ready to move? And I don't get that that's an issue. Is that anything you want to talk about at the end? So that I'll know to leave a gap for questions at the end, because just because I don't get it or there, or there's something way bigger that they're waiting for. That me could to, be it too. Yeah. Right. I, I do cards yeah. or guides. And usually if there's something big, the, the cards of the guides, they ask the different questions. The cards and the guides will be like, well, we're going to talk about this. Right. That's yeah. <laughs> yeah. People think that they know what their, what the problem is. Right. Yes. And, it's, yes. and, and it's oftentimes has nothing to do with that. Nope. There's okay. another source. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Usually a problem with the thinking or someone that, you know, someone else's problem with their thinking and the person isn't aware of that. Yeah. You know, if they're talking about another person, for example, in yeah. my opinion, that's usually where I find it. Um, I had to have a question though. You said you, you worked in corporate America. What did you do yeah. for yeah. so long? I'm so curious. So you said you're not creative because you seem uh, creative. Yeah. <laughs> The uh, my first job was a bartender, which was not really corporate, but I ended up up buying a restaurant bar with a a friend. And 
it fascinated me because nobody wanted to bartend during the day. And I was there during the crisis of the oil market in Houston. Mm -hmm. And so all these executives were coming at lunch and drinking and they were (laughs) talking and I was learning an incredible amount just listening to them all drink at their savings So you went to bartending school, literally. Exactly. And then I ended up meeting someone who was in the oil and gas business. And he says, well, you come work for me and you're going to be a landman. I had no idea what that was at the time. He gave me a book and told me to read it. And I would walk into more rural areas in Texas and take leases from the landowners so that they could drill for oil and gas. Okay. So I did that for quite a while. And then there were some changes in some of the areas where we were drilling and he's kind of put a hold on everything. So he's like, why don't you hang out? I'll pay you. I've got this record label that isn't really a record label, but I put some money into it. And he turns out he put like 2 million plus into it with a partner. So a long story condensed, I went in, went through all the music and sold it all off to Atlantic. Wow. So, So I learned a ton about the record business and then we still couldn't drill. So I ended up with my, I call him like my brother from another mother who was my business partner. He had a record label in Houston that was pretty prominent. So I went to go work for him and we ended up in all kinds of crazy things. That is so cool. You were in the music business. Like what part of the music business? I I, I know a lot about the music business too. I went to audio school and stuff. So I'm curious, what part of the music business were you in? You went to audio school? Not creative. Not creative. <laughs> I'm on the business side. Business side. Well, that's hard. That, that's creative thinking to get a band popular, to get yeah. music heard and to promote and stuff like that. That is creative. It was. A, and it, it has was to be linear. <laughs> it's yeah. Good. yeah. It was a challenge. Our last deal that we did was completely unrelated, as were some of the other ones. But um, we we started an app. We based it out of Los Angeles. It still exists and it's about utilizing underutilized parking. So it was initially set up because after a football game on a Friday night, everybody's like parking in yards and everything. People are trying to get in for either Friday night or Saturday at college games. So we're like, well, what if people could rent out their driveway ahead of time? Smart. So that was how it started. Then COVID came and we kind of had to round things, move things around. And it ended up still flowing for us because all these people like car lots suddenly had no cars. And all these people with businesses with fleets of cars, they needed to park their fleets somewhere. So what happened was during that time of getting more creative about how to do things, I really relied on my psychic senses. Yeah. I'm like, well, well, how can we look at this differently? Like, I need to know, like, what do we do? How does this look? And finally, one day I said to him, like, 
I had a couple of strange experiences and I said, I think it's time for me to depart corporate America. So uh, <laughs> 20 plus years, I still talk to him all the time. I sit oh, on good. a couple of the boards yeah. and everything and I enjoy it. But yeah, that was my that was my bill pain. That is really cool. I love that. I, I've been, I've, I have a big interest in the music business, even in audio school. Like I I love the business class second most. You know, live, the live sound cloud, the actual Pro Tools was probably my favorite thing to learn. Oh, but uh, the, the the business, I just I just ate that class up and I read I actually read the books, you know. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that found Pro it really Tools. interesting. Pro Tools is an event. I love That's... I love audio. I, love, I, don't, I don't have Pro Tools, but, uh, you know, I, I just have I have Adobe, you know, but yeah. uh but I, I, yeah, it's great. Now, the one I ended up using the most was Logic, though, after I left uh. audio school. But I ended up doing live sound for a long time. So, like, I was probably, I think I was, like, 29 or something when I got my first psychic job. And I just talked about this on a podcast. And I only did it for, like, an hour and then quit. But um, I wasn't ready, you know. So, like, it, I wasn't ready. And then I started, I got another job with the one we talked about before the podcast when I was 35. And then I've been doing it ever since, but on and off. But really, since 2018, it's really been on. So uh, like pretty much steadily. So um, do you have any like particular guides that you had? Like, like, I love talking about spirit guides. Misty loves talking about spirit guides. Do you have guides that you name and work with all the time and stuff like that? I just told this story to somebody the other day. I, this is, this is my, I am very linear in my thinking. So I need my guides to have a name. Yes. Oh, yeah. So I'd already been through this past life regression and the guide tells me his name is tree and he's a tree. And I'm like, I need a name. I can't be having this. I don't want you to be a tree. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So one day I'm, I'm meditating and I'm like, look, I know it's a female presence. I said, I need to know your name and please tell me your name. <laughs> No, nothing, nothing. So I go upstairs <laughs> and my husband, who's like kind of borderline on everything, he he accepts it and he and he, he doesn't really understand it. That's probably the best way to right. say it. Right. My husband's the same way, yeah. So we're eating dinner and just quiet, no TVs on, we're just talking. And I felt a hand touch the back of my head. I was, I knew. It was my guide, and I knew she had come to tell me her name. So I closed my eyes and put my hand down on the table. My husband's like, what's wrong with you? I'm like, silence. I'm going to give me her name. Don't say anything. So I'm just sitting there with my eyes closed. Nothing, nothing. I said, okay, A, B, C. Nothing. D, E, F. Mike, S, T, U. I'm like, oh my God, the guide's gonna have a name that starts with a Z or an X. <laughs> X I, need, yeah. I need like a name. <laughs> I get to V and I'm like, it's V. It's like I get that feeling. So I'm like, okay, V, V, v it's your name. I'm like going through whatever V name. Vivian. And I say oh, Vivian. That's what I, I just thought of Vivian. Yeah. yeah, I get the feeling and I'm like, Vivian, your name's Vivian. Like Vivian Lee. I need another sign. I need to know that your name is really Vivian. So the energy goes away, everything. I'm talking to my husband. We finish dinner and he turns the TV on. And Pretty Woman is on. 
And her name's Vivian. Her her name's Vivian. Richard Gere is standing at the bottom of the stairs yelling, Vivian! Oh, that's where he is! Oh, my gosh! That is huge, man. That's a big, big. So did you tell your husband that Vivian situation before you turned the TV on? Yeah, no. What did he say? Oh, you didn't. No. Okay. Uh-uh. Okay. Uh-uh. I was even would have thought, oh, whatever. So I didn't waste <laughs> my breath on it. I was like, <laughs> yeah. but, but when he started yelling Vivian and I was screaming, he knew something was up. Yeah. Yeah. That's so yeah. cool. Is Vivian still a tree or did she? He's, no, him? Vivian is separate from the tree. The oh, tree okay. is my master guide. The tree is like my tree of wisdom. And yeah. And so, and you know, I have a friend who has a tree as a spirit guide too. And this is one of her guides. It's Akasha Misty. And Mm -hmm. this tree is like, uh, I communicated with it one time and it was like, I don't know if it's the same as your tree, but they're like these really old trees from way back when the earth was like a long time ago. And they, according to Akasha and this tree that spirit, they were alive at one time is what they they told me. So I don't know, but uh, that's what her tree, you know, it it was like a, it's not too big. It's about this big, I guess, from the ground, maybe about three feet high, but fat is what I remember. You know, it showed itself like a big tree, but short and small. Yeah. <laughs> you know, Vivian's, so kind of- my, Vivian's my everyday one. You know, Vivian's like, my one that I go and- to that I'm like, Viv, help me out here. <laughs> I'm <laughs> stuck here. <laughs> That's so cool. Before That's- every reading, I call in Vivian. So when you communicate with Vivian, I love hearing about how people communicate with their spirit guides. So when you communicate with her, do you speak out loud? Like personally, I just think in my head, you know, back and forth and it's kind of like clear cognizance. I just kind of know what they're saying. And if I'm not sure, then I'll do that. Yes or no feeling thing. But how do you do it? How does it work for you? Do you hear them? I've never really thought about that question. That's such a good question. I sometimes speak out loud and sometimes just in my mind, but I have never heard Vivian. I I don't hear them with my ears. Yeah. I just know. Yes. Me too. Just no. No, no. Yeah. No, no. No, no. (laughs) Exactly. So yeah, I've never heard her voice. I mean, I've heard others voices, but just not her voice. Right. Right. I can imagine it. I can kind of put a voice to what I'm hearing, but I, they aren't giving me a voice. I just do that. It feels like, yeah, you yeah. know, so, yeah. So Misty, I know you've got questions. <laughs> I, do. I do. I've got a ton of questions, but um, I don't want to forget um, when you're talking about how, when you were little and you were uh, meditating and, and trying to get your psychic senses, how old were you when you started meditating? Yeah, uh, probably like elementary school. See, that mm-hmm. fascinates me, you know, now, because. Wow. It's the other thing that I had that was kind of going for me in that space is that my mom was way ahead of her time. She was doing yoga in our house and meditating. Okay. So, okay. So to me, I knew what meditation was. Did you meditate was. with her sometimes? No. Okay. Because I was still talking to my guides and so <laughs> I, that, was, that was a no for her. So, oh, okay, okay. and I never knew what they were going to do. I didn't know if somebody could see them or somebody else could hear them. Like to Aww, me, they were right. like us having this yeah. conversation. Yeah. 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 Well, that, that, that just fascinated me. I was like, if she's going to say like, since she was tiny and little, 
you know, I was going to, that's what I've tried to raise my kids. Like, you know, like teach oh. them how to meditate because I think it's so important, especially in today's world, but not only that, but it helps you find who you are and yourself and, and your self-worth and your surroundings. I think it's everything. It just starts right there. Yep. I, I completely agree with you. I ended up getting my certification as a teacher in meditation because I really feel like kids need to have it. Yes. And initially I wouldn't read for kids because I just felt like um, I, I never really knew, you know, you just sometimes if kids are young and crossing any lines or anything, I always wanted to make sure they felt good. And this lady came with her daughter one time and said, look, I'm going to sit here with you. I need you to talk to my daughter. A, she feels like her daughter is psychic and she wanted her daughter to understand that it was normal. Oh, so that was such a blessing. And yes. was that because of this, psychic abilities that she was having, it was causing her anxiety. Yes. So yes. learning to, and yeah, having kids today, how old are your kids? Mine are, uh, my youngest is 15. And then my older two are 25 and 24. My boys 20. are uh, 19 and 23. I'm no kids. I'm putting a rug over here for my dog. Who's got herself stuck for your in the kid. corner. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> legged kid. <laughs> um, she's, uh, I'm, I had, did not have kids. Well, these are my stepsons. I did. I didn't have biological kids, but I yeah. have sons. So yeah. I just can't imagine raising kids in today's world and yes. anxiety and stress and everything. Yes. So you can yes. completely, yeah, get the, get the whole concept of, of meditation with kids. I just think it's priceless. So it yeah, Misty, Misty says that uh, she said that her steps are her grandson in, in kindergarten. Is it kindergarten? He was meditating uh, preschool, preschool. Yeah. They, they're they're teaching meditation in preschool. Yeah. I think they're doing oh, in Alabama. I love that. Yeah. I yeah. Love that. Yeah. I mean, he started doing it next to me and I'm like, where did you learn that? It's like, <laughs> like a gym. I was like, Oh, okay. <laughs> in gym. Oh, you. Yeah, that's great. Yeah, yeah that's really we're doing yoga oh, gym class and practicing meditation as well. Yeah, it was it, it blows my mind, you know, and, and then when they're that young, they're so open yeah. to everything. And, you know, they still have that personality and they still believe yep. and they still see, you know, and they're fascinating. You know, I love to play cards with him. Like uh, tarot cards, yeah, yeah. He's so I mean, good at you them. pull out one, and it would just—it's it, it, like he had the magic touch. You know, he's good with those oracle fun. cards too. He would pull yes. out one and be like, "Slam you in the face." Yeah, I, I remember him doing that to oh, me right. one time. It was over. Yeah, yes. <laughs> it, it, it would be amazing readings from a, a three-year-old at the time. <laughs> you know, so uh, yeah, I think it's so important. And Nobody's it's told them enough. yet that they can't or that right. they can't. And I don't want anybody to ever do that either. Yeah, you know, it's so important. Yes, so, I agree. Uh, so uh, after you uh, quit your job and you decided to do this full time, how do you, what changes do you see in yourself now? I mean, do you feel like you're a complete, a completeness, some kind of completeness now that you're doing this, this is what your calling was, or, or do you feel the same? Uh, no, uh, I, I feel entirely different. I knew you were going to say that. Yes. <laughs> you know, no. I know. <laughs> in some ways, I can't, 
I don't have the words for it. I've tried to find the words to explain how different I feel, but the most significant thing for me is, you know, there's, there's always that big reading where you, where you touch on some point for someone that makes, you know, some huge impact. But what I think is that we all have trauma. Yes. And trauma comes in different sizes. Yes. And so for one person, it can be such a small, small thing that we can touch on because we know, no. Yes. And it can shift the rest of their life. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. Amazing. So the ability, when I realized that, that I could do this, like that I felt confident that I could do this, not confident enough to charge, but confident enough to help people at that point. Yeah. yeah. I was like, I almost felt obligated. Yeah. Yeah. I know that feeling. Well, so, yeah. It's kind of like you just feel pulled like this person needs help. I got to help them. Was that yeah. kind of what you were feeling? And, and you might in your guides might have given you a nudge like, you know, hey, you know. Yeah, just I mean, I just felt like it wouldn't be fair if there was a way that I could help you. What do you think and, that's about? Because everyone who does this kind of work just about who's who's ethical has that, you know, they want to help anybody. Yeah. You know, and a lot of times professionals, readers, we half our work is free, right? Yeah. You know, <laughs> that's but, now what yeah. I do. I was trying to figure out at first. I just want to address that. You just said the word ethical. Yeah. So now (laughs) there we go. Yeah, I like that. Yeah, we can leave it at that. (laughs) That'll work. (laughs) But I've been trying to figure out a way to give back, like, like that would impact even more than just saying, because some people need reading, some people don't. I was trying to figure out how I could give back. And I got certified as a psychic investigator. Oh, did you work with the police and stuff? Have you ever done it? Yeah. Oh, tell us wow. about we've had one guest who does that as psychic detective. And I would love to hear about it. if you want to come back and talk about that sometime. Yeah. I'd love to hear that. You know, I, that's my yeah. give back. So and that's, that's really cool. been a huge that's been they accepted you. Been, they, they accepted you into the police station and they actually call you the detectives and uh, on the phone um, and conversing through the family and the police. That's really, so do you do like missing people anything yeah. or okay so far uh, well uh yes in response to missing people yes it's always been that would some different outcomes but yes missing right okay people. that's just fascinating right. oh wow yeah I, the, I, back. yeah and a good that way is. That's a yeah. great way to get back. I don't know if they'd take yes. me in Decatur. <laughs> Do you think they'd take you in Hartzell, Misty? <laughs> yeah, right. You would be amazed when you walk, if you have any contact at all with the police, any, any, and generally speaking, I think it comes better through the family to the authorities because the family is asking them to do it, but they are so overburdened with cold cases. Yes, I imagine so. That's what this the, other psychic says. She worked on cold cases a lot. Yeah. Yep, the, I have not worked on a cold case. Everything I've worked on has been very recent, here and now wow. in a panic. Yeah. So, but they are very, I mean, we were the bigger one that I did was in a real small town in Oregon. And they were like, oh, yes, 
we would work with a psychic. I never thought I'd ever say that. In Oregon, yes, I, I believe would. it. In Oregon, I believe it. Because uh, yeah. I'm really open-minded. Everything's free there, right? It's like, it's like uh, you can do anything you want in Oregon, not free. But, you know, you're, yeah. you are free in, from what I understand. In Oregon. Yeah. So, <laughs> so that's my give back, really, and my way of trying to make a bigger impact on I things. Love that. I just love you. I do too. Yours and your energy, right when you came on the screen, it might have been the glasses. (laughs) You just have this sparkly thing, like this soothing yet sparkly and happy aura around her. Yeah, you've got like this lift, lift up. Like you lifted me up because I was tired. How about you? Did she lift you up too? Oh yeah, Uh, yeah. So um. I would, I'd love like listeners, where, where can the listeners find you? And uh, listeners, she has something she would like to offer you as well. I think she told me. I do. So. First, I want to just reciprocate the kind words that when I found your podcast and, and I talked to you a little bit just about how the two of you flow and everything just works. And I love the subject. And, <laughs> uh, and of course, I believe that we're all thank psychic. <laughs> so thank you very much for having me. And thank you so much. Um, so you can find me at KarenRomine.com and I'm Karen Romine Psychic Medium on Facebook and Instagram. There's going to be a link in the show notes, right? Yes. yes. And all the links you want to put, we'll put in there. Yeah. You can follow the link, the contact me link in the show notes, and it will get you to a coupon code. So you can come to a free platform event, the next one that we're going to have. And then as a general, I would like to give out a coupon code to use on my website. And I picked the code I am psychic. Oh, I like it. (laughs) And that code will get you an 11 because it's my favorite number, an 11% discount on a psychic or mediumship reading for the first 22 because I also like that number for the first 22 people who sign up between now and the end of the year. To so where's our 33? Where's our 33? <laughs> 33. Isn't that it was funny? 11 and 22. We need a 33. <laughs> so those are my numbers. I really, I, I and they're it. on my license plate even. And so listener, oh, listeners, oh. I will put all this information. Oh, it is really. That's so cool. Uh, listeners, I'll put all this information in the description and you can definitely do that and find her. And I recommend it. <laughs> I haven't had a reading, but I can just tell. I mean, yes, you just, you've got good. like this, like you said, the ethical thing is definitely there. And the, yes, the energy of optimism is there. Hit and, her and, you know, the heart is there. So, mm-hmm. but um, I'd also like to thank our uh, sponsor, Everclear. Everclear is an advice app where you can get advice from psychics and empaths. So you can get the clarity you need to create the life you deserve. And Misty, thank you. Thank you. Lisa. And Karen, thank you again. Thank you, Karen. And listeners, and listeners, thank you as always for watching and listening. We love you. We do love you. We love you more than you know. Yeah. We're obsessed with you. We're obsessed with you. <laughs> we think we couldn't about do this time. without them. We couldn't. We could. Well, we could, but it'd be not as fun. Uh, that's boring. true. Yeah. Anyway, listeners. Missy, Karen, thank you. And y'all will see you in a couple. We have another podcast tomorrow. So we'll see you again soon. Thank you. Peace out. Bye. Bye.